0: handle it and so you know the the teachings of the Lord are so critical and one of the things that has happened the enemy he doesn't care how he distorts or confuses he is a master at it and so the Bible says they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits And that's in the book of Daniel. I actually have a paper uh, in here with some of that on it. And any of you that are wanting to move forward in some of that, I I want you to always feel free to come because you are either a target of the enemy or he is a target for you. It's, It's just one or the other. It's not like, I mean, he is—he lives in darkness, so he's scared to death of the light. So what he does, he deceives or does everything he can to attract us to things that seem like they can make our lives complete. And yet we're finding out that that's not happening. And so I would like for you to feel free to ask any questions tonight even before we get into some of this. But one of the things that I uh, really felt and with talking to God that I am completely convinced He wants to equip you to be like. Baba says that ye are the light of the world. And that he's talking to the people that have been born again of the water and the spirit. And you are, and the Bible said, if that light be dark, how great is the darkness. So you, you, you've got a realization that people are watching, looking, and listening. And so he tells us, let your conversation be yay, yay, and nay, nay. What he means by that is simply focus on a life and let it be yay or nay. And uh, knowledge or lack of knowledge. Wisdom or lack of wisdom. uh, Victory or a lack of victory. And when you're... Uh, family is struggling if you are in the know as the head of the house or the responsible party you don't have to just shrug your shoulders and say wow I don't know why all this hell's breaking loose I don't know why we're going through such a tough time and so when he says study to show yourself approved of God a workman he, he puts that in parenthesis so to speak as if we are all working for the kingdom a workman that needeth never be ashamed the word, the word ashamed in the bible means incomplete, lacking or insufficient and none of us want to try to cash checks on the bank of heaven when we got insufficient faith or insufficient funding of knowledge and so prayer has its validity as we pray according to the word of god the will of which is the will of god and so a lot of frustration is going on in in many areas so before we even start off on this i want to open it up to you because i know each of you care about your family you care about your city you wouldn't even be here if you didn't care about both of the above <clears throat> not to mention that we care about how we exit this world and where we go to from this part of life to the next part of our life and so uh, you know why do we even talk about this stuff why do we even go to the house of God so those are those are things and again if, if we don't have a right question, We're never going to come up with a right answer. And the enemy tries to give you answers. Before he allows you to know the question. It's one of the big things he does. He attracts you. To things that. Seem to satisfy. And would seem to satisfy a marriage. Or a home. Or a job setting. Or a city. So. Let's pray and ask the Lord to give us the right wisdom so we can answer the questions of our city. Father, you said we are the light of the world and that we represent you in the corridors of life. And I'm asking you to help me in front of this people. I want them to know I need your And I hope that we can band together through your word, through your spirit, and change the economy of our community. Praise God. So it's my desire out of all of this that we put hope alive in our voice, in our streets, in every part of the community. As you well know, hope is a very valid thing. And so the Bible really applauds it. So much so, he says, you're saved by hope. It's huge. And so when you realize that, you won't be sagging. I like what one my Baptist writer said, he said, we carry checks on the bank of heaven, but don't cash them at the window of prayer. Because when we seek the face of God, we find the answer to the promises of God. And that's what he really means, cashing them at the window of prayer. And so they that know their God, according to Daniel, they shall do exploits. Wow. I see you doing that. I see you being a light in a dark moment. And I believe that or I wouldn't keep preaching. I wouldn't. And so, but I believe that. So I'd like for you to feel free to ask any questions uh, as you sort of peruse. I, I wanted every one of you to look at the paper on notes and helps in the study of being saved. I know I keep it outside on the front for our guest, but if we do not know and understand, matter of fact, uh, I didn't bring the scripture, but the Bible says without a question that my people are gone into captivity because of a lack of knowledge. Whoa. Hands tight. Yeah. Knowledge is the critical issue. And again, you go to Daniel, and they that know their God shall do exploits. Oh, man, that's, that's take over new territory that's take over and dom- dominate instead of be dominated they that know their god so knowledge is critical and the more our faith is built up and as your paper there shows that the matthew mark luke and john are four witnesses that that truly build your faith but they don't only build your faith they build doctrinal material Because the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So it can't be a doctrine unless you've got two or three witnesses at least. And so uh, in this concept, I am believing that God is going to use you, take advantage of you. How many of you know the devil's already done that? Our kids have heard way too much about worldliness and a limited amount about godliness. They're filled with it, all the advertisements. One of the greatest detriments of TV is it keeps our children intrigued about this world. It's exciting to watch a movie. It is exciting to see just some of the advertisements, even if you know they don't work. They give you the idea they might, because they just keep putting it up there. So I'd like for you to help start off the rest of the evening, and we're not going to be lengthy, but we are going to walk in deep waters. It's high time. For must to move into that prophetic statement waters to swim in I'm not talking about get your feet wet a little every church service get your hands a little washed every service I'm talking about waters to swim in I'm talking about waters meaning glorious spiritual energy that you just never lack never an answer for every situation It's phenomenal what God has put in our feet, in our hands, in our future. And so he uses the term, Paul does, uses the term, we are in heavenly places. He does that to attract us to more appetite. So he does it not only to people that go to church, but people that don't go to church. I hear people a lot of times they say, I don't know why in the world God blesses people that don't live for God, don't do this and don't do that. I'll tell you why. He wants them to know there's something out there that is worth reaching for more. So I'd like for us to pray another prayer for our neighbors and our city in our world, those three. I'm not talking, I'm talking about dig it out of your heart and be ready to let God speak to you even tonight. So, exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think, do you see your family living in that kind of element? Whether by faith or whether by experience. And I've tried to teach us the last few months, the man is the head of the house, that's true but not the boss. The head of the house is just simply the responsible party. And the man that preaches is responsible for giving you the information that sets in motion intrigue, information, and empowerment. That's my responsibility. To find the right question so that the answer means something I quoted that while ago because I found that some years ago with a man he said so many people know the answers but they don't know what the question is till the two meet there is no traction for the tire and the highway they've got to meet and so here again I'm asking you to feel free to ask any question. I put these papers out here because I want us to get involved. Every one of us should be involved in talking to somebody about this because you know as well as I do. Most everybody in this area goes to some sort of a church. You're right. I am challenging you because that's what the standing at the judgment's going to be. What did challenge you, and how did you meet that challenge? Every man, the Bible says, shall stand before him and give an account for their deeds done on earth. People can say all they want to about. That we're not saved by works and that's true the Bible said we're not saved by works alone but faith without works is dead faith so there's no way that you're going to escape the realization of an active husband an active father and an active friend we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to others to be a true letter and that is where our disciplined life comes in because the Bible said you are living epistles known and read of all men it may feel a little heavy but I'm telling you this is how burdens get light when you get a paycheck for working the work is not so laborious and when you get paid for sharing truths with your friends and they get better, that's a great payment. When your kids get better because of your lifestyle, if it's laborious to live godly and holy, they notice it. but they also notice it when you're joyful in doing the right thing. And so these men's meetings, we are the head of the house, our responsible party for how we conduct life at the breakfast table, the dinner table, and the supper table. That doesn't mean you got to be quoting Scripture all the time. But you ought to have a Scripture ready for some of the conversations that you know could well come up. So the Bible tells us, have a good answer for the hope that lieth within you. Good answers. And we don't go to church to just sign back in and say, "I'm, I'm signing in so I can go to heaven. No. He said, learn of me. Continue to grow in grace and in knowledge that's part of salvation it's not like a smorgasbord where we oh i like that and i don't like this and i like that all truth is comes from above the father of light in whom there is no parableness neither shadow of turning so at this point i'll give you an opportunity to ask a question about any of this material or anything that's not in the material. As you're looking at that, do you have three or four people that you're targeting knowing that you may be the only person that they are listening to? Because I'm looking at this crowd tonight, and I know personally every one of you have good things in your life. God has blessed you. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above, the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Well, that's huge to know that. Because know those that labor among you, and that's one of the reasons you want to know your pastor. It's the reason you want to know the people that are on the board at the church. That's the reason you want to know the people that you're listening to. Know them that labor among you. And if somebody comes up and they don't have more answers, then you're obligated to learn some answers to try to help them. If they're off on some foreign path, you have the opportunity to move in and help them so I'm going to stop here a minute and uh, let you either say something concerning this one way or the other because I know some of you care about this city you care about all the people that are on those jobs I can tell you this, movies are not going to get this thing moving. I can tell you ball games are not going to get this thing moving. It's going to have to be some dedicated men that put their shoulder to the wheel and say, Look, we are going to help this city to become Christ centered. That's got to be a motivation. The Bible said the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Somebody that will say what they want them to say. Somebody that won't get in their home, in their heart, in their head. Somebody that won't stir up the gift. Somebody that will just, oh, well, we'll just do this little easy stuff. No, no, no. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Meaning, we are going to invade areas where we do experience some hurt. We are going to experience some push pushing back. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But then the rest of that is, but the Lord raises those people up above. Delivers them. What a sound way to go. Is this too heavy for you? Some of you just not gonna wiggle at all. I'm telling you, bury you one another's burden is a big deal in this day. That doesn't mean just find somebody that's down. It means somebody that's just idle. That's a burden. Whenever somebody is lagging or lighthearted about Christendom, I mean, laughter doeth good like a medicine, and you know I'm high on laughter. I mean, I get high every day on laughter. But I'm never far from tears. When I see somebody hurting like I did today, I can't just go through some routine. This ought to make us so thrilled that God is putting us in his position. He said, I can't be there, so I'm just going to send you. What a thrill that is. You're the person that he can't face off with. He's invisible. But you are very visible. Your voice is very audible and it ought to thrill us to know that God has sent a pastor to us to raise up the bar and say he would never talk to us like that if he didn't have a plan to help us do that. Never going to send a Gideon to that problem unless he's going to enable the Gideon to get it done. Never send a Moses to the problem unless he's going to be there to stand with him. Never going to send a Joshua to do crazy stuff, but he's going to be there with him. I'm telling you, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He is mighty to save. He's going to keep his covenant with his people, and he is going to send you into some dark places, but his covenant's in place. I'll be your light. I'll be your strength. I'll be your joy. I'll be your weapon. I'll be your glory. He is here. Oh, my, my. I know I said I was going to quiet down, but y'all looked at me like, say something else. All right. Stand up, Brother Jim. I think you're cutting your wind back a little. Anybody that wants to share with the rest how you're getting it done, what are you doing to attract attention to yourself so they can not see you but see God? Who are you planting seeds for? Because one of the big deals is creating appetite. And the way you create appetites, tell how many fish you caught. tell people how many deer you killed they'll say where what would you use and tell how many demons you put to rest man the other day man I was so disheartened and all of a sudden I turned my attention to the heavens and I got me a new glory cloud that rained righteousness in me and I rose up And that bear and that lion couldn't get my kids. That bear and lion couldn't get my sheep. Because I love them way too much. And I prayed a prayer of faith and I felt a spirit of victory come on. And that ought to be our testimonies. And that ought to be what we talk about. While they're talking about getting drunk and getting high on drugs and how they lied their way through stuff. We ought to be telling how we found truth that made us free. Gave our marriage the fizz that it's got. We've only got 13 more minutes. in the process of that then when we reach that level what does our prayer because at that point that prayer Jesus and others made intercession I mean travail children it's not enough just for us and that they got some nice traits that prevailing in the spirit. The Bible talks about praying in the holy. That's where the light comes. And I know this as a pastor, if I don't do that, I can tell you, I'm glad. I'm not going to just sit around here and collect tithes that belong to Him. It's not going to do it. I'm going to stir up your way of remembrance. He died. Somebody died. We have got to decide and do that right. That means give up They can get in on what we have found. Either, unless it's not. Just get. He said, "Learn it. Put me faith without work." God That's the job spot. sides. Get to prayer. I'm not going to let I saw Daniel in I the I saw the three Hebrews. Fire couldn't This stuff can't kill you if you're did with Christ and God, the Word of God, all of a sudden. Find yourself coming. You know, I ask the Lord to help lead me tonight to lead us. I need Him, and I need you. If we're going to get this job done, it's not going to be taking it easy. He said, "Woe to them that are at ease, and they just go to church and make sure everybody thinks that they're still trying." On them. No, no, no. Come worship. Come to the prayer chair. And those, those, those moments, you can't beat. Intercessory prayer is critical to the birth of a new nation. The Bible said we are to intercede in the prayer. Intercessory prayer groanings that cannot be uttered. The Spirit we speak, the Spirit itself. I'm telling you I'm not going to be taking uh, I'm going to be in that on my own. You guys just i I'm, I'm going to challenge. You. That's what they did. For services, I want those guys I don't think they're going to their money sends me to come I'm going to go up there and eat you guys stir me up that's why me see me I got a question or an answer, a thought, sure, stand up so they
1: can yeah. uh, This past weekend, we'd gone out of town and uh, had a couple of events happen, and then, you know, it's on your mind, and I've shared it with a couple of the men here tonight. And then after hearing Brother John David talk about... Uh, being being a need for someone, sometimes you're in that it's this other situation, you know, that I'm in need, not them needing me, but me needing them. And so this past weekend we'd gone over Broken Bow and we took the camper. Before I left, I took it. I got the, the tires uh, aired up, made sure the pressure was right, even called the camper place to make sure I had it all right, checked them, got on the road. You know, went through Clarksville, nice road, get over there in Oklahoma got on that two-lane where it's really tight going, and about three-quarters of the way up that, (laughs) well, that tire went. And instantly, oh, God, you know, and just there happened to be this place. I'm talking not even a tenth of a mile on the ride. It was a general store run down, closed down, nothing big enough parking lot to pull the camper in. Easily got off the road and texted my wife, had a blowout. I'm okay, going to change the tire, and, uh, got out, it's hot, started working on it cars going by, cars going by and then I hear this car pull up behind me across the street and I just looked and kept working well then the car comes over on my side and a guy gets out and says you needing some help and I said well, I think I got it and I had my jack under there and I, he said is that going to be big enough? I said I th- I'm going to try and sure enough it wasn't and he said you need a bigger jack and I said yeah and here I got one and he's in a Camry, he opens the trunk and I'm not kidding you, he pulls the biggest jack you could put in that trunk out and he, jacked, he, let's put it in there. Just leave yours there. I'll lift it up higher than yours, and then you can drag yours out. So we did. And then within 20 minutes, long story short, i was sitting back there thinking the whole service wanted to share this, and I didn't want to take up time in the beginning. And so I told him, I said, you're a godsend, because I was stuck, stranded. You know, what am I going to do out here? And he said, well, if I had some cold water, I'd just give you cold water, too. And I said, man, you're a blessing. You're my angel today is what I told him. And then when I told Karen about it, she said, that was your angel. You know, and he came up and helped, and then he was gone. And it was just that thing that I was in need of him. And so uh, as I'm driving, I'm on the phone with her, and here comes a sign on one of these buildings that says, Have Hope in Jesus. And I thought, wow. So we get over there. That was on Friday. We stayed Friday. We stayed Saturday. We stayed sa- Saturday night. Got up, we came home for church, and I was telling her right up here on the left where I had my blowout, and look at this parking lot, how big that is. And sure enough, on the fence, right beside that parking lot, there's a sign that says, Jesus Christ, Savior. I'm not, this is a true story. Right there's the sign. So we come home, go to church, had a great service on Sunday. We go back over there. She wanted to, she was off Monday, wanted to stay, so we stayed Sunday night. I got up at 5.30, got ready, came home. Uh, worked all day, went back, got the camper. We're coming back on Monday night because she'd stayed all day working, doing stuff online. Got around there on 70, pow, have another blowout. So I've had two blowouts in one trip over there. I'm on the side of the road, but I had a block this time. My jack's getting high enough, but my jack's sliding off the block. It wasn't wide enough a uh, block. So a guy comes by he says, you going to get it? And I said, I think I got it because I got this other stuff I'm putting under it that stuff's crumbling. I just can't get this jack up. And I'm calling wrecker services. Nobody can't get anybody to come out there. Well, here comes another guy. You need help? I can see it on your face. I said, yes, sir. He whips around. And it's, and it's a, a guy, he said, well, you're going to see my wife's going to come by, and it's the man of the house, the head of the household, you know. And I thought, with well, this story about these men being in need of people and need, people needing us. I thought those were, that was a really cool story to share. And he got his jack out, bigger than mine, lifted my trailer. And we got the tire changed and everything. But uh, on the way home, I didn't do I didn't play any music on the radio. I was quiet, just thinking and praying <laughs> listening. But I think it's just God working in our lives. And I think it's something for us to just, you know, keep an eye out for those in need. Uh, even though we're the ones in church, we need them as much as they need us.
0: Testimony. I'm glad I came anybody else had a blowout I'm in a testimony I have, I have brother Mike uh, y'all remember
2: here a few weeks ago uh, one of our singers Amanda yep. gave her testimony about seeing the Jesus play yep. well We got home from that service that day, and I always go in and go to Facebook Live and do your notes off of your sermon and write them all down. And I was sitting there writing these notes, and she gave her that testimony again. And instantly, my computer went to that website, and we got tickets to go see this play matter of fact, we're leaving Sunday after church. And, Darren, if I have a blowout on my camper, I'll I'll call you, brother. We're taking it. (laughs) I'm going to let him return the favor. (laughs) But uh, we've got tickets to it Tuesday, Tuesday night. So we're excited about that, Connie and I both are. So her testimony is made us really want to see what this show is about, and uh, we talked to him again that Wednesday night following that, and uh, Connie was talking about seeing the passion, the passion
0: God, we've got some wonderful things in our city, our county, David. I pray that you make me a better man. Hallelujah. Our city deserves you. Our Thank family you. deserves you. I pray for my brother's strength and wisdom thank y'all for being here and thank you for participating and i have some other papers up here if any of you want to just meander a little uh and so I, i want you to have all the information you need to be whatever you need to be to our city